something that stuck out to me is that that I think is a good like lesson for people from a recruiting perspective. And you guys do this all the time, but you know, you went from agriculture and you entered the sales industry and now you have almost a 500 person organization after a couple decades. One of the things right. that I see a lot with, with companies, especially when they, when they, uh, when they don't have the recruiting and team building experience uh, from their perspective, they just want somebody that has this cookie cutter experience. Oh, I have an outside sales opportunity or an inside sales opportunity. And I want to make sure that they have three plus years of outside sales experience and they've sold this, this, and this, and they immediately opt out, you know, 95% of the potential opportunities from a recruiting standpoint. You went from agriculture, something completely outside of sales, and you blew up over a couple decades. Um, the majority of, you know, when we look at our clients a lot, you know, I'd say 75% of the recruits that they say, hey, this is my next top person. It was somebody not really relevant to that industry. They just came in and hustled and they provided, you know, the company provided a good comp plan, onboarding, training, and leadership experience. And the person worked and hustled and produced. And so I think that's super important. Another thing that stuck out too, and this is something that I've learned over the last couple of years is I'm like, man, <clears throat> I'm coming up, uh, you know, I just finished nine years with this recruiting, you know, stuff, right? So at the end of next year, 2023 will be a decade and it didn't get good until like a couple plus years ago. Um, and if, you know, there were so many times in those first, like, you know, six plus years where I'm like, man, do I want to do something different? And if I would have changed what I did, I would have been starting all over. And over yep. the last couple of years, I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I stuck it out with this one, this one thing and went all in with this one thing because it, it's starting to snowball in a massive way and, and ultimately create the entrepreneurial lifestyle that I want. You've, you've been doing, you know, the same thing for almost 24 years. And now you have a 500 person, almost organization. You're definitely cracking 500 plus here in the next, you know, couple of quarters in 2023. Um, and because you you've gone all in, you know freaking everything about the business, right? You know how to sell, you know all the issues, you know how to solve the issues, you know how to manage the reps, you know how to recruit, you know how to deal with the complexities of, you know, all the different roles in different markets, right? And so as you go deep into one thing long enough, you become better than everybody else at it, which allows you to build a, a better organization, accomplish your goals. So I think that's really cool. For for sales leaders or even sales reps that may uh, see this, um, and even maybe like small business owners, um, you know, what were some of those things that allowed you to kind of step up to divisional and then get the opportunity regionally? Like, was it specifically your recruit recruiting skill set, or what made you, you know, what gave you the opportunities to do that? I mean, I think it's just, I mean, performing at each level, you know, yes, I mean, I never sure. asked, I've never asked for a promotion, like never went and said, Hey, I'd like to be this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was always something that was offered to me mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, I just whenever I would take on a new role, I would I would just, uh, you know, try to be the best at that yeah. that I possibly could be yeah. and uh, and learn everything about doing that specific role mm -hmm. and uh, execute. And, and usually opportunities will start presenting themselves uh, mm -hmm. when you do that. I mean, I thought you made two really good points about number one uh recruiting experienced salespeople. Mm. Um I, I would actually say the opposite. I would say yeah. the opposite of that. You know, yeah. I mean, most of the time what we find 
experienced salespeople already have bad habits. And uh, there's a reason that they haven't been successful elsewhere. Yes. You know? Yep. And so we actually like what we call neophytes, people that are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a, a piece of clay that you can mold into whatever you want yes. to make them, you know, right. and you teach them your system and how to execute what you do. And that's what we target. You yeah. know, and I would say, I mean, it's a large percentage, 85 plus percent mm -hmm. of our people have never been in the insurance business yep. or done anything like that. But they're like you and that they're looking for the things that, you know, being an independent reps offer offers, you know, yeah. uh, the autonomy, the flexibility, the things that, that to be able to do things outside of their professional career that define them, yeah. you know, um, I'm not going to say balance because in any you know, opportunity where you can really make something happen. There's not going to be true balance, but yes. yeah, uh, the yeah, flexibility yeah. part of it is important. And yeah. we always had a saying, there's no problem you can't recruit your way out of. Yes. Love it. Love it. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's that, that, that mindset of thinking I have to have this person that has all this experience and all that is, is uh, I don't think that's the right way to go at all. Yeah. I think you need to have a sound uh, training program to teach them what you want them to know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of more, you really want to look for intangible qualities in mm. people, you know, um, you know, you want to look for things that they've done in their life that illustrate a strong work ethic, you know, that, that illustrate their ability to overcome challenges, um, you know, that uh, show you discipline and the willingness to sacrifice you know, to, to get what they want. I mean, those are the things that are really going to make a difference. Not, oh, I worked at, you know, such and such company for 10 years selling widgets. I mean, yep. Yep. 100%. And then yep. if you have the person with those characteristics, it's just all about plugging them into a system that if they do the work, they're going to see the sales success. Right. 100%. That's the, 100%. that's, that's the difference is maybe um, a smaller business owner, they want the more experienced person because they don't know how to, or, you know, from their perspective, the more experienced person, because they don't know how to like train somebody up into the role. So they think this person can just come do it perfectly and they don't have to do much from a leadership standpoint, um, which is a, a really hard route to predictably scale up your sales team. You look for specific characteristics and the systems that they plug into at USHA allow the person to just like push these buttons, right? And do the yeah. work. And then see yeah, and duplicate and we're duplicating ourselves in the process in essence, yep. you know, yep. um, and, and that creates these layers of leadership. Yeah. And when you, when you can get horizontal like that with your leadership layers, well, now you have all these additional legs that you can start to build on mm -hmm. and you can really, really scale your business. Yeah. In terms of like attracting experienced people, um, and this is something I'm curious to, you know, hear what you, 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 you think about this, because what I've noticed, and I know this for like the larger, you know, for larger organizations in general, I always have, but we've experienced this in the last 12 months for us as our brand has gotten bigger, um, like online and we've gotten, we've gotten more of a name for ourselves. We've organically attracted experienced people like, you know, coming after us. I was telling you before we started this recording that if I, you know, if sales recruiting university had to close for some reason and I couldn't start another recruiting business and I had to go find a sales job that I'm like, Hey, I'm going to work with this company long-term. Like you're one of the five people that I would call right away. 
And the reason for that is I love the industry, but also there's a reason that you have 66 leaders and 400 reps. So I can assume based on that with a bunch of these people making money that I can follow this guy and I'm probably going to see success, right? So have you seen that as you guys have had larger success, it's been easier to attract experienced people, maybe like an outside sales leader? Um, yes, of course. Or, yeah, does I mean, everybody, you're, you're, or does everybody advance within your organization into leadership? Yes. So that was, that was going to be, you know, part of the thing here is we actually don't hire outside leaders. Mm. Um, we hire, you know, everybody starts from the, the ground up, you know, here and, and earns their spot, so to speak. Um, now that's not to say that, you know, we don't identify people in the interview process that we go, man, this, this guy would be a a really good field leader. This lady would be really well, you know, do well in our leadership team. You know, um, that certainly is the case. And that might be somebody that we might groom, you know, for a position like that. But, but yeah, we, we do everything from within, you know, we don't bring in any outside sales leaders uh, whatsoever. Uh, A big, big part of our belief system is that, you know, you got to be able to show people, how to do what they need to do, not just yeah. tell people yeah. how to do it. Hundred percent. What about like an experienced, just a rep, not a leader? Yeah, again, that's not a lot of what we what we yeah. like. You know, yeah. we like the rookies. You know, people Love that it. have never done it. Now, do we ever hire previously licensed agents? Yeah, once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be honest, it usually doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love that you're talking about this because. I wish this is something, you know, we're a service company, right? So these are things we want to communicate to every client, but it's good for them to hear it from a very successful uh, client or an outside organization that's really accomplishing what they they want to, right? Well, I, I mean, I think you could pretty much take almost any business, right? And you could say, okay, yeah. this this is a one-man show here, you know, yeah. or a mom-and-pop business. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody's doing the selling. Yes. And it's usually the owner, yes. you know, or someone like that. And my advice for them would be you train the first one, yep. get somebody who has those qualities, you know, that you're looking for and you train them how you want things done. And then you just keep duplicating from there. Yep. Yeah. Another reason that's important is because if the owner um, or the sales leader, you know, with that title at a small business, if they don't go through that learning curve on their own, you know, they can't confidently scale up the sales team, Right. You know, if they, um, you know, if they don't have that, that lead, that recruiting, that leadership, that training and management experience, then, you know, if you have some outside person come in, even if in the rare situation they had success within scaling the team, if they fall off, which it's probably going to crumble at some time, the owner doesn't know how to fix it. <laughs> right. Right. They need to have that, that skill set. Well, and you need to have the right mindset too, first of yeah. all. I mean, you need to understand that, you know, your sales team is your number one asset. Yep. I mean, they're the ones that bring in the revenues. Yep. And so you have to treat them accordingly, accordingly, you know, when you design your comp plans and, you know, everything that you do, um, that's critical. I mean, if you're ever going to build a really successful sales organization, you know, those things have to be there. 